This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Thinking of becoming an airline pilot? Most pilots will work for a regional airline before moving on to the majors. Which regional should you work for? Well, hi, my name is Carl Valeri, and welcome to episode 94. Today, I have with me someone who feels you should work for Express Jet Airlines. Welcome back to the show, Robert Geyer. Hey, Carl, how you doing? <laughs> Everything's great. I, uh, you know, Robert was on a previous episode talking about uh, being a Czech airman and uh, actually flying the Embraer. Uh, 145. It was a really cool episode. I uh, think you should go back and check that out. It'll be in the show notes in uh, episode 94. We'll have a link to that podcast. Did a great job there. Uh, Robert and I go back many years. I think we met back in, uh, I think it was 99 or 2000 at a little airport in Tampa, Florida, which is where uh, Robert's from. And so, uh, and we're really proud of what Robert's done uh, with the airline. He's now not just a, a captain, check airman, but now in the recruiting department at Express Jet Airlines. Well, joining us also uh, is is a part of Robert's uh, the team, excuse me, at ExpressJet Airlines. Uh, they're going to help us understand, you know, why you should work for ExpressJet, and also help a little bit in uh, preparing. Maybe you have an upcoming interview. Robert, who are our other guests today? Uh, well, we have uh, Courtney Madden. Uh, say hi, Courtney. Hi. And uh, also uh, Joey uh, Cook, uh, who's a CRJ captain as well with ExpressJet. Hello, everyone. Yeah, welcome, Joey and uh, Courtney, and it's great to have somebody on the CRJ side uh, discuss what uh, what you guys do here at, at ExpressJet. ExpressJet, by the way, a lot of people don't realize this, but ExpressJet is uh, the largest regional in the United States, and I'm pretty sure it's also the largest regional airline in the world. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but it's it's ginormous. Uh, how many pilots do you guys have now? Is it like fourteen thousand or something? <laughs> Well, not quite fourteen thousand. Uh, we have about four thousand. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's quite a few folks. I mean, that, that's that's a lot, and uh, it's it's pretty big compared to even some of uh, some of the major airlines out there. But you know, one of the things that, uh, and full disclosure, I used to work for ExpressJet. I absolutely loved being there. Loved the destinations. It's uh, it's really cool. It's a regional airline, quote unquote. But their reach is greater than a lot of the major airlines. I mean, they're all over the place. I was able to travel to 48 states and at least uh, four other countries when I was at ExpressJet. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, so it has a, it's a, has a far reach, and it's, that's one of the cool things I liked about flying at ExpressJet and also the fact that we had a really good time and there was a lot of camaraderie there. But instead of hearing from my words uh, why you should work at ExpressJet. I, you know, first of all, Robert, you know, why why should somebody consider working at ExpressJet Airlines in, in your in your opinion? Well, um, Carl, uh, that's a good question. And uh, one thing that we really try to do at ExpressJet is make it a uh, really good environment to work in. Uh, we try to make it a, a good environment uh, for our uh, team members that we work with, and we do that in a number of different ways. Uh, first, we offer. Uh, a lot of stability uh, to the career. Um, our size is uh, one of our great strengths uh, with ExpressJet. So uh, just the size of our airline, the number of aircraft and the reach that we have in the U.S., so we do offer a lot of uh, stability. We also um, pride ourselves on having a really good work rules in our contracts. And uh, we're, right now we uh, have the separate contracts with the ERJ, CRJ. Eventually we'll become one. Um, but both of them are uh, industry-leading contracts, and they offer really, really good work rules to work with. Um, and along with that, with those contracts and stability and work rules, uh, that uh, equates for a pilot to a really good quality of life um, and uh, also uh, leading uh, things such as health care and uh, benefits package uh, that are uh, also uh, leading the industry. Um, and uh, I have nothing but good things to say about uh, uh, our benefits and, and uh, what uh, the conditions that we work under. Well, I, you know, I can testify to that. I've looked at your contract, and I've worked with it in the past, and I can say that it, uh, there are certain parts of your contract uh, that far exceed a lot of the major airlines. Uh, so, you know, if you're thinking of having a destination, because uh, a lot of folks listening right now are thinking, gosh, I, I think I want to I finish my career at the regionals because I'm a little bit older. And uh, if you're thinking of a destination carrier, this, this would be one of those that I feel would be a destination carrier. I'm assuming that there are some pilots quite a few that have made ExpressJet their destination, I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, yes, absolutely. And um, 
we have uh, we have quite a few people who say, you know what, this is where I want to, you know, hang my hat for the rest of the career. And uh, Joe, you could probably testify on the CRJ side too, since you know a lot more uh, CRJ guys. Is it the same thing over on that side as well? Absolutely. I think the sustainability of Express Jet in general is good for those that want to stay here as a destination. As a first officer, I flew with a bunch of guys that were here 20 plus years and had made it a career that had a chance to go to majors and chose Express Jet as their home for their uh, quality of life reasons and whatever else. So it's a great place if you want to stay here uh, long term as well. So, Joey, when I mentioned about the ERJ side, about being able to a far reach, is that also true uh, if they get hired onto the, the CRJ side of the house? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's pretty much the same as the ERJ in that regard. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great place to work. We have great environments, and also the work rules and everything are really good as well. Yeah, I have to agree with that. That's for sure. Now, eventually, those two are going to come together, uh, both sides of the house. And for people don't, that don't know, uh, ExpressJet w- was merged at, at a point a couple of years back, and uh, I can't remember the actual year. Uh, but it, during a merger, of course, you have to merge work rules and aircraft and training, et cetera. So that just doesn't happen overnight. It takes a few years at most airlines. And uh, it's pretty exciting to see that, that both are, are coming together and there's going to be certain synergies there. Um, you know, one of the things that, that we talked about just now as far as ExpressJet and, and kind of selling people on the idea of moving into ExpressJet is the fact that, that there is a, a kind of a, a way to go from a pilot who's flying as a flight instructor or a student thinking of a career up to the airlines. You have a lot of different programs. Uh, one of those, I think, is what you call the AP3 program. And, Robert, maybe you could explain that one a little bit, the AP3. Sure. Um, the AP3 program is basically a program that we use that we partner with different schools. Uh, and during that program, when you can apply for it while you're a student at that school and you have to hit certain parameters um, during a certain GPA and uh, you have to uh, instruct. And uh, there's a couple other a certain gateway items that need to be met uh, while you're in that program. And the benefit of that program is to actually offer a guaranteed job with ExpressJet once you leave your uh, school and you hit the uh, required amount of time uh, to become an ATP. So so to get this right, so you would, you would interview for this AP3 program, and then you would be accepted, and as long as you finish all these requirements, you're able to come on as an employee. There's not a, another interview after that? That's correct. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a great program. That's awesome, and uh, as a matter of fact, you've you've signed this program on with with quite a few schools. Uh, latest one, of course, is Polk State, the one where I teach, and we're really excited to have the AP three program there at Polk State College. Uh, what other schools are there? Do you know of? Just name a few out through, if you can, throughout the United States. Oh, we have quite a bit of schools that um, that have the program. Uh, just off the top of my head, I was at uh, the Louisiana Tech signing uh, last week. Cool. Uh, so that was fun. They had their signing for their AP3 program. Uh, we Emory Riddle uh, was is another school that we deal with. Uh, just most of the uh, major aviation uh, aeronautical schools, uh, we uh, typically have a program with them. Cool, and I, I think that's a that's a great thing because it puts you up to the front. Uh, and I get, I tell you what, I get a lot of listeners ask about these programs. There's a lot of misconceptions about what these, the, they're all these things, the Gateway Bridge, AP3 program. What I'm going to do is, by the way, if you have a question, go to feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com, ask us, and we will send it directly to the folks at ExpressJet, and, and they will answer it correctly. Because I see online uh, a lot of people getting a little bit confused as to what the program is. Uh, it's not an ab initio program. It's, it's, a, it's a pathway to a job. It's a little bit different than than an ab initio. Well, it's quite a bit different, actually, than an ab initio. You also have uh, some other opportunities for people to get their, their feet in the door. Like, they can actually do an internship, right, with, with ExpressJet? I've seen that in the past. Is that still available to people? Yes, we still do offer uh, internships uh, working with ExpressJet. That is, and that's actually a great way to get your foot in the door here. Uh, you actually get to work uh, in uh, certain departments here and uh like i know we've had interns in our recruiting department that uh you know help us do the recruiting work and uh, that's just a really good way uh to understand the airline understand how it works uh, make contacts again we talk about networking being so important in the uh, aviation uh career and how i know that i've i've personally advanced uh just through networking and getting to know people and people helping me out and um 
that's just such a huge important part of your aviation career. So uh, internships offer that ability to actually work with the airline, meet people inside the airline, and um, allow you to make those really good contacts, as well as understanding what the airline is like and what it works with. Um, and yeah, those are fantastic opportunities. Another another thing that I think is fantastic is that you actually work within systems where people, you know, this is, is not a destination carrier for some people. It's a stepping stone eventually to go on to the majors. You actually work for a lot of the majors that uh, and provide feed for the majors that would be hiring some of you, uh, some of your folks. Uh, a good example is like American Delta, United, uh, and uh, those are those are just some of the ones that I know of uh, that would hire. Is there any that I missed there? Is there a few more? <clears throat> well, we do. Uh, well, our, most of our flying is with the uh, the legacy carriers. Uh, we do uh, with uh, we have contracts with American, with United, and with Delta. So yes, so we are operating in those systems. So you get to know the systems well, whichever system you happen to be operating in. And uh, they do love our pilots. I know that. Um, and one of the things that you'll see when we come into the uh, uh, an interview with ExpressJet and as part of our slides, we go over just how much of our pilots that are hired on. Uh, by the major airlines and that's not something that you know we that is something that we like we're, we're proud of that fact and that confuses people sometimes going to say well how come you guys are you know toting the fact that you know people leave well that's what we're proud of because if we have pilots who do they uh, want to come to the regionals to work for the majors so uh, we we are very proud of that so we'll put on uh, information as far as what we know Right now, from the 2014 data, that 31% of the new hire classes at United are express jet people. Uh, Delta, it's uh, about 13 right now. That number is a little lower because they do have the uh, flows uh, with some different regionals that are. But those flows should be ending soon, so we're expecting to probably get uh, a few more people hired at Delta, and we expect to see that number come up. Um, JetBlue uh, loves, we have the uh, gateway program with JetBlue. JetBlue loves uh, express jet pilots. And uh, uh, many other airlines, uh, you hear you hear the stories of many other airlines who hire express jet people based off of our reputation in the industry. Interesting, you know, it's it, what uh, that thirty one percent just blew me out of the water when you said that. That's that's, that's incredible. Uh, I know as a testament, the the folks that I've worked with that uh, that have come from express jet have been outstanding pilots, and uh, you know, I love love working with them, and uh, you know, they've. Expression has this incredible training program. I've been through a couple of uh, different iterations of different airplanes there, and uh, they do a, an incredible job getting people through from no time in a, in a prop all the way up. So, so Courtney, just, if you could, just, just uh, as far as this gateway program with JetBlue, could you maybe explain that a little bit? Yeah, we're pretty excited. It's a new partnership. We just launched it um, a couple weeks ago, and the main th reason why we partnered with JetBlue and why they partnered with us for this program is we really have the same kind of cultural fit. Um, we have the same values, the same level of professionalism. And so the program is a university gateway. So we partner with six specific schools. They're all Abbey accredited. And um, students who want to start in this program start in college. They interview with a panel of Express Jet, JetBlue, and Cape Air, which the original pathway was with Cape Air. And so once they're interviewed into the program, they go through checks all throughout their career. They're assigned a mentor, um, which we also do with our AP3 program, but this is a mentor from JetBlue who's assigned to them. They do um, what's called the 360 review. It's performance reviews, personality reviews throughout their entire career. They're required to teach as a CFI, do an internship if possible, maintain a 3.0 GPA. It's very competitive. And then when they graduate and finish their hours, they have three choices, four choices, really. They can either go straight to Cape Air and then to JetBlue. That's the shortest route. Um, but a lot of people want that jet experience. So the other three routes are either Express Jet to Cape Air to JetBlue or Cape Air to Express Jet to JetBlue or just from your college to Express Jet and then straight to JetBlue. Now that one's a little bit of a longer pathway, but the pro is that you get that jet experience, you get um, the leadership role in our company. And we also have, as part of this, an advanced gateway, which is for current employees who meet the same kind of criteria. 
Well, that's really exciting. That that's, that sounds like a, a great program. I didn't realize it was just a couple of weeks ago that uh, that was introduced. Uh, I, I saw it in my emails. Uh, by the way, full disclosure, I'm a, a crew member with JetBlue. But, you know, this this is such a, a neat opportunity for people. And, uh, you know, again, looking at the Internet, I get to, you know, do, go to the chat rooms and stuff like that. This isn't an ab initio program. These people that are involved in this, uh, they they actually pay for all their training themselves and obviously they can get scholarships, things like that. But but this is them working for the airline, but the airline's not really putting much money out for their education. They're putting out the effort to help mentor them. Is that is that a good analysis of what this is? That's correct. Okay, great. And and I think that it seems to me that this may be a trend. I mean, I think this is great that JetBlue is doing this, but this is going to be a trend in the future with uh, you know the majors starting to do more of these gateway programs. It also, I think, is a great opportunity for the majors to get out there and, and actually take a look at the pipeline and look at the quality of, of the, the applicants that they have and control it a little bit. And, uh, and having a really good airline behind them as part of that, that gateway program like ExpressJet, I think is terrific, and it, it ensures that we have quality pilots at the major airlines. So I really, I really commend you folks for that. I think you've done a, a bang up job. And I will say one thing: I've worked with a whole bunch of the recruiters over at, at uh, ExpressJet, and they've all been super wonderful, and they've really been terrific to work with. And and they're very professional. And like you said, they truly, truly hold the same values as as the folks at JetBlue. So I think that's great. And and uh, hats off to you on that one. Thanks. One of the reasons, too, that we like the gateway program versus some of the flow programs at other airlines and regionals is this really gives it, it holds us to a higher standard because the pilots still have to interview at JetBlue. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they come in and then they can get lazy and be hired no matter what. They really have to be that top notch pilot that JetBlue is looking for, that we're looking for. And I think overall, that's a stronger message for um, young pilots to really learn and be successful in their career. So, so Courtney, you brought up, brought up a really good point here. Uh, the the flow through and, and a gateway program. The flow through program is based on your seniority at a certain airline. They pick off the top of the seniority list uh, in order. Whereas with a gateway program like this or, or any other type of program out there that's similar to a gateway, it's based on on you and based on the individual themselves. And it's not a guaranteed job as opposed to the seniority based flow through type of program, which I think is is really a great thing because, you know, you can actually now control more so the flow of pilots and the quality of pilots coming inbound. So I think that's that's really neat that you've done that. Um, you know, one of the things, though, uh, Courtney, going back to what you said before, as far as the colleges and all, you mentioned a couple terms and uh, the Abbey Abbey certified schools. That's uh, that's a certification board of, of colleges and universities, and uh, and that's that certification. Once they have that, they can get into this this uh, gateway type program, which is uh, it's just like any other certification. You know, having a certified school in the the Southeast Conference, et cetera. But it's a it's a way to certify aviation programs. So they they've set standards, and these schools have met those standards. So that's why they have that out there, the Abbey certification. Well, you know that boy. I tell you, with all this, you've sold me. I mean, I I was sold on ExpressJet. It's where I wanted to go, and I I absolutely loved it uh, at ExpressJet, and I. Uh, I, I, I'm a, a big cheerleader for the airline and, uh, and would just love to see everybody uh, there successful. But one of the things we're trying to do here today is we want to help people that would like to apply to ExpressJet. They want to help people in their interview process and figure out how they, they need to get into the airline. So, so let's back up here to, to the start. Let's, let's say I'm somebody who wants to start applying to ExpressJet. What, what's the first thing that I do uh, to, to start applying? Rob, Rob or, or Courtney, you can take this. Well, um, Carl, uh, what we would want to do is direct you to the uh, ExpressJet webpage. It's uh, expressjet.com uh, slash career slash pilots. And on that webpage, we'll actually have the instructions for where you want to go to uh, submit your applications. And it has our minimum hiring criteria. And uh, all that information will be available, and that you can follow those links, and that will uh, set you up with the interview process. So, in addition, okay. we hold um, on-site interviews mm-hmm. in dozens of cities across the country every year, so people can come and do their interview there in person. So we come to you versus making you come to us, um, and we also have um, 
a lot of events throughout the year where you can actually apply on site. And we even like to start reaching out to people when they are you know, eight, nine, ten months from being ready because then we can help coach them through the next steps and what they're working on and really be there for them and keep in touch. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Courtney, because uh, I think a lot of people are reticent to apply based on what they see on the website saying, well, I don't have my ATP, I can't apply. But that's that's not true from what you're saying. You should get out there, you should apply, you should go to these job fairs, you should go to these open houses and on-site interviews, correct? Absolutely. And on our um, careers page that you know Rob pointed out earlier, we actually have a form that says, hey, you're not ready yet? Reach out to us and we'll just chat with you about the next steps and we really appreciate that relationship building. We think that's a really important part of um, starting anyone in their career. Well, you know, I, I do a lot of coaching of, of folks to get them ready for your interview, and I, I tell you, it's it's a really it's a challenging interview. Uh, it's it's very interesting, but boy, you know, I think it's really cool that you guys show up at all these different events. I think Robert uh, had done an on-site and also was at an air show. I think at one point was that correct, Robert? Yes, I did. I worked um, the uh, Center for Michigan Air Show. We had a booth and. Uh, that was just uh, a great event to try to um, ex- uh, explain who we are as ExpressJet because um, there's a lot of people at that air show who had, hadn't heard of us, so that was a good uh, good event for us to get our name out. Um, and then uh, also doing the on-site interviews. Uh, I was in Tampa not too long ago doing on-site interviews. And just a quick point about the on-sites and what Courtney was saying, if you don't meet the minimums, we, you know, we do want your information to get in contact with you and develop that relationship. And we change, we do a lot of uh, just meet and greets where we do the on-site interviews. So it doesn't even have to be an interview. You can schedule a meet and greet with us at our on-site locations and just come and introduce yourself. And we love to put a face to uh, to the name. And uh, those are uh, great opportunities for us to do that. So, Robert and Courtney, how is it that I could get involved with an on-site interview? Say I want to have one in my hometown, and it's like I. Uh, or I want to have one at the college. You know, how how would I go about doing something like that? Well, we schedule the events um, based on, you know, the areas we typically go to. Um, those are all posted on our Facebook page, ExpressJet, mm-hmm. I mean, Facebook.com slash ExpressJet Pilot Recruiting. And also on our careers page, we have a calendar of all the upcoming events. And you can click on any of those events and sign up for a spot. Um, but they are typically, you know, just spaced out throughout the year, throughout the country. Um, we try to hit some of the big locations multiple times, like Florida and Texas and up in Chicago, Newark area. Um, and then the smaller markets, you know, a couple times a year. We also do school visits all the time. We actually just published our AP3 newsletter for um, August, September. And the list of school visits was so long that I couldn't even put career fairs on there. <laughs> it took up the entire space. <laughs> Is that newsletter something I could sign up for if I'm listening? Um, it's actually available on expressjet.com slash AP3. Okay, cool, cool. So I, if you're listening, by the way, sign up for that. Uh, some really good information. I, I'd have to say one of the suggestions I have of any airline, if you're a recruiter listening right now, is go out to air shows. There's pilots at air shows. It's phenomenal. I did a recruiting event. We did our first recruiting event at an air show. I interviewed over 200 pilots. It was incredible, and uh, it was just phenomenal how many folks would show up because pilots like airplanes and they like air shows. That's the natural place to go. Plus, I think it also gives you an opportunity as an airline to tell your story. Uh, you know, what is ExpressJet Airlines? Why you should come here? Why is it important to, to do certain things within your, your ratings? You know, why is it important to get your CFI or whatever? You know, you can ask all those questions, and, and they're more than willing to, to answer those questions. So that's pretty awesome. I think this this is something I'm, I'm definitely going to sign up for that AP3 newsletter. And who knows, you might see me at some of the events. So I'll definitely stop by. The meet and greet thing, though, I think that is really, really neat what you guys are doing. Uh, I've, I haven't really seen that before. Uh, maybe there is somebody else doing that. I think that's really awesome that even if you don't have the qualifications, they're just out there trying to, trying to tell the story of ExpressJet and ExpressJet Airlines and why you should come work there. So I, I think that's awesome, guys. Um, but you know, getting back to this, now you've applied online. How how does you know one go about getting it selected, or it's guess out of their hands by then? And uh, if you do get it selected, you know where do, where would they go for the interview? Is that something that you you fly the folks to a certain location? Well, that's a good question too, Carl. Um, what we uh, 
typically do is when we have a candidate uh, who's going to be selected, uh, usually it's someone who's going to meet the ATP minimums or someone who's approaching the ATP minimums. It's not quite there yet, but we can interview you uh, six months before, or your interview is good for six months when you're selected. Uh, so your conditional job offer is good for six months. So if you're flying, let's say you re meet a uh, uh, just a normal ATP minimums, for example, and you have uh, 1,400 hours and you're flying 50 hours a month, uh, we can bring you in for the interviews because theoretically you're going to meet that 1,500-hour ATP minimum by uh, – by you know within the next two months projected so we know that you're we got we're pretty comfortable with the fact that you're going to be at minimums before before you actually start your class date uh so what we do is uh when we select a candidate we we do invite them in for the interview uh we provide uh, the transportation uh to the interview we'll airline you out and uh most of our interviews are in the houston area unless it is an on-site as courtney was talking about so once uh, once we bring you to Houston, uh, we will uh, uh, pay for your hotel that night for the interview. Uh, most of our interviews start in the morning, uh, usually 8 a.m. interviews. And uh, your interview uh, consists of uh, typically two, sometimes three parts. Uh, well, we do the, uh, the presentation uh, where we give you an overview of ExpressJet and just kind of uh, let you know who we are as an airline and, and what our value are and what we stand for. Uh, then after that, uh, we do a uh, computer-based testing. It's off the uh, ATP question bank. So it's uh, 45 questions. You have 45 minutes to complete it. And we take out all the hard ones. It's just a multiple choice, uh, usually just knowledge, regulations, uh, weather, um, those those kind of type questions. We don't make you do any math. Uh, there's nothing like load planning on a 727 or whatever it used to be <laughs> on the ATPs. I don't even remember those questions, but uh, this is nothing like that. Um, I'm glad. Once it, yes, I am too. I don't know how I don't know how I do with that. <laughs> so uh, once we're done with the uh, so once that is uh, completed, uh, then we do a panel interview. Uh, most panel interviews consist of uh, two of uh, us recruiters, and we'll uh, do an interview. Uh, we do an approach plate briefing. So a lot of people aren't familiar with uh, Jeppesen, um, but we do use Jeppesen charts because that's what we use here at ExpressJet. So you're, uh, we just have you brief an approach plate and uh, ask you questions based off your briefing. Uh, just a couple things. Uh, you know, Tell me what min minimum sector altitude is. What does it give you? Where can you find it on a chart? And those, those typical just straightforward questions. Uh, then after that, we run through a gamut of uh, technical questions as far as uh, – uh, you know, usually related to some kind of uh, human factors, weather, uh, regulations, um, you know, uh, just those basic overview questions. We'll, we'll ask a couple of those in our interview. And then after that, we'll move on to the HR uh, panel interview, which is consists of just – it's just – that is just us trying to get to know who you are as an aviator. Uh, you know, why ExpressJet? Tell us a little bit about your career. Um, you know, what are your goals? Uh, just the uh, typical uh, HR questions, or might be a tell me about a time question in there as well, and that's pretty much it. Um, we do have uh, there is a little bit of confusion with the simulator and what uh, constitutes uh, sim what constitutes if you get a simulator evaluation in your interview or what doesn't. Uh, we have uh, a scoring uh, sheet, but typically what it would be is if you don't have a hundred hours of recency experience in the last twelve months of flying. Uh, that will you typically trigger um, the simulator evaluation. The simulator evaluation is very straightforward. Uh, you actually go into our flight training device at the training center here, which is it's a, uh, well, not a it's a full mock-up of the Embraer flight deck, but it's not a full motion sim. So uh, there's no visuals with it. It's just the flight deck, and uh, we'll have you do turns, climbs, ascents, just to see if your instrument scan's good. And then we have you shoot an ILS. And that's it. And that's really all there is to it. It's very straightforward. And that's pretty much our interview process. Uh, and uh, that, and then after that, we airline you back home, and, and that's it. You know, let, let's go back over a couple of things that you talked about in the interview process, because I know that some people are probably getting a little nervous when they hear these things, you know, the technical interview and the, the simulator. So uh, let me talk a little bit about the simulator. I know it's a little uncomfortable to, to speak about, but in the past, uh, you know, having been at ExpressJet and worked as, as somebody who was in charge of the leaves of absence and furloughs, uh, when people came back, they had some issues getting through the simulators. Uh, and there was actually occasionally somebody would not be able 
able to continue their employment with ExpressJet. Also, uh, there was a time that there was a big challenge when they, they had this influx of, of folks that weren't quite as experienced where it, and didn't have any recency of experience who couldn't get through the simulator because of the fact that they just didn't have the skills, the, the IFR skills. So let me ask you this. This is the important question is that, okay, I come in and I haven't been flying IFR. You know, the, when you say no recent 100 hours, you know, you could be towing banners and have never flown in an IFR environment. And you do great stick and rudder, but you can't do the instrument training. What if I come in? I do great on the interview, but that's the one thing that I, I don't have. Uh, will I, is that it? Am I done or will I ever be able to come back for an interview? Oh, well, that's a great question. And, and it's uh it is uh when when something goes wrong or for some reason the interview's unsuccessful, we only uh give you sixty days and then you can reapply. And uh typically if there's if there's an issue, uh we've we've had people um who have not done so great on a simulator or maybe so great on a, some of the technical knowledge portions and we'll just give them advice, hey, you know, um, why don't you go out or and study, uh, you know, hit the books a little bit, uh, study up your knowledge. Because all we want to see in the interview process is are you going to be able to uh, make it through the training and be successful at ExpressJet. And we do these type of evaluations <clears throat> solely because we don't want you to come to ExpressJet and not do well in the training and not make it through. And that's a that's an industry-wide problem. I mean, no matter what airline, that that's always going to be a risk no matter what airline you're flying for. So we have um we we really want you to come and be ready and be ready to be successful with ExpressJet uh, to make it through our training and our training is very uh we've increased our sims and and try to make it as easy on the uh, new hires as possible but we don't want you to come and and for some reason if something doesn't happen or something doesn't go as successful as as we all hope uh we don't want that to be a 121 failure on your record so that's why we do the simulator to catch that so if you might be deficient in your instrument scan because you have been towing banners the whole time and you're just not used to that instrument scan we'll say hey why don't you go see if you can get some some time under the hood or some time in a simulator and get that sand up to par and we're going to give you a second shot after 60 days so that's the whole general uh thought process behind why we do what we do with the interviews so if you if you ha- if you like somebody you're gonna you're gonna allow them to to continue on with the process even if they were weak in something say the simulator or their technical knowledge et cetera which I think is great uh, you know having worked with you folks in the past I've seen it where people haven't made it through and they've said listen uh, we can't bring you back say from furlough or leave of absence but go get some more time and come back in six months and we'll put you back in the stream and we'll let you let you come back and uh, you don't have to do an interview but just do we'll do the sim check. And you can go forward. Is that something that would be similar, or uh, is it in this initial interview process, or would they have to go through the whole entire interview process after the sixty days? Okay, I see what you're saying. Yes, they would. Um, once you and once that sixty days is up, you would have to re-interview the whole process again. Uh, so yeah, it wouldn't be just where it wouldn't be like if you failed a check ride and you busted steep turns and then you have to just go back. You did everything right on your check ride, and all you have to do is go back with an examiner and you know redo steep turns. Uh, you will have to do the full interview process after 60 days. Okay, I understand. So in getting ready for that that simulator, it's uh, you know there's lots of simulators out there. Uh, I personally knew that I was going to have to do a lot of arcs, DME arcs, when I went to ExpressJet, so I went and got a sim, and I, I just practiced DME arcs all the time because I knew we'd be flying those in Mexico quite a bit. Uh, but also, you know, that's that's simple enough. I can find a simulator. But let's let's go over some of the ATP stuff. Can uh, How do you prepare for that? Do you just get some software, grab a book, or how, how do you suggest people to prepare for, like, the ATP questions? Yeah, that's what, uh, actually, you're, you're suggesting grabbing a, grabbing a book, uh, maybe Glime, or just going over those questions. Um, and knowing that we don't ask the math questions, that kind of narrows down your focus on what to study. But, yeah, just making sure you have a really good um, understanding of regulations, weather, and uh, those, types of, those types of deals, uh, airspace, uh, and, and going through those books helps that because you're going to say, okay, this looks familiar, this looks familiar, and you're used to answering those in a multiple-choice type manner for the knowledge test. That that would help tremendously. Well, I'll tell you, Robert, there is a question I always get from people, and that's this. If I'm getting ready to study my regulations for an interview at an airline, and I know it's a Part 121, but I don't. I've never flown Part 121. Uh you know, what do I do? And I usually tell po- folks to just know the regs that, that are important to the operation you're flying because you'll probably get some of the questions there. How about for yes. ExpressJet? Would that, that, that apply there? 
Absolutely. That would apply. And we, so one of the things that we, we know when you come in, we know your background, we have your resume, we have your application and we're very, we're not going to, uh, grill someone on 121 questions, uh, because we know that might not be your background. So if you're doing part 91 flying, when we ask you a question, we know that, Hey, that might be, that might be all, you know, and we're completely, we just want to see, do you know, um, you know, are you familiar with the environment that you're working in? Because uh, if you have that knowledge, we know that, hey, you know what, you're going to take the time to learn the 121 rules and you're going to, ha- you know, take the time to learn our ops. And absolutely, we'll tailor that to the individual. We have a lot of military candidates who come in and uh, the military rules are completely different than 121. I don't know. I don't understand them. But we understand that, that that's the world that those candidates are coming from. So, of course, we're going to, you know, we're going to absolutely take that into account. So if you've been flying 121, know the regulations. But then if you've been flying in the military and you're being interviewed by somebody in the military, yeah, just brush up on on the requirements, which they, obviously they'll they'll know. Uh, the other thing you mentioned, weather, of course, we study weather. Uh, human factors, uh, you had mentioned. How do you how do you prepare for some human factors type questions? Where where would you prepare? Well, absolutely, and I think for preparing for those, tell me about a time questions. Uh, you know, we're really just you just got to think of what what is the purpose of those questions and, and why, and this just goes for not only aviation, but the whole, you know, the whole factor of, of any interview that you go for the, the employer is just trying your potential employer is just trying to see who you are, you know, how you think, what makes you think. So when you're doing those, tell me about a time question, you're doing those human factors, those HR questions. Um, one, uh, one of the things is just stay positive with them. Um, and, uh, Try to give, uh, think of real-world examples that you've had in your flying career or in your career in general uh, that um, you would like, you know, you would like us to know uh, through those stories about you or how you handled a particular situation. Um, those that that'd be basically you want to say, hey, how you know what would I want, what would I look for in an employer, you know, what what would I want as as an, out of an employee? So think of those kind of situations in that light and and know that all those situations are geared towards trying to find specific, uh, you know, bringing out those personality attributes um, in a candidate and answer them geared towards that and selling yourself and why you want to do, you know, why, why, how would you handle a particular situation? Why would you handle it that way? Um, you know, because you always get the difficult, tell me about a time that you had a difficult crew member or tell me about the time that, uh, you know, someone gave you some useful criticism uh, those are those are all questions geared towards. Okay, well, well, what is the mindset, or where is your mindset, and have you have you been able to internalize cri- criticism? Because we've all gotten criticism in our life. I know, I know, I have. And uh, you know, how what did you do with that? Did you use it to uh, build yourself, uh, you know, personally and professionally? And answer it geared towards those p- specific examples. Try to think of some examples before the interview that you might be able to use in those type of situations. And I think this is where that interview prep, like you mentioned before, comes in, is the fact that if you can get with somebody, a friend, et cetera, of course, there's there's coaches out there. I do interview prep and do some coaching, and uh, it really changes things. It, it it helps you become more confident. It also enables you to start thinking about those questions where you may not have been thinking about those questions in the past. And, and I have... Everybody I've done interview prep with has said the same thing, is that they, they were sweating those questions until we actually did them on a, one-on-one, and they felt so relaxed when they started answering those. Uh, you know, of course, you don't want to have a canned answer, and you, you just want, to, you want it to flow. And, and to, if you practice, it's going to flow more naturally. Also, during the interview process, remember this, and I think this is important. You can back me up on this. Is, is, it's a two-way street. You need to also come to that interview uh, with questions for the folks that are interviewing you. Is there, are there things that you want to ask? Is there something about that airline that, that you want to know? So make sure that you come to that interview knowing something about that airline, but also bringing questions of, uh, for that airline. Uh, and, and express jet. Say you you like we're doing here. There's things that I want to. I'm learning things as we talk. So you're going to do that when you're in the interview. There's things that that we've brought up uh, that have raised questions in your mind. So definitely go forward with that. But in in preparing for this interview, and I'm going to ask uh, both, I'll ask Joey this first, and and then you, Robert. Uh, we have uh, you know there's usually certain things that people kind of struggle with, or there might be a few things that people have maybe problems with in interviews. What have you seen as challenges uh, for people when they do come in to the interview, Joey? How about how about you? What have you seen in the past? Well, some of the 
biggest things I see is, is like we said before, we have a lot of military prospects that come in and the Jepson plates, the briefings and stuff like that seem to be a little bit challenging. So I think if you can get familiar with some of the jet plates, uh, that would help. Other, otherwise, we have really good people that come here that want to uh, uh, apply here and get a job with us. They really don't have any struggles with the, the HR portions or whatnot. And even the testing seems to be pretty good. You know, Through our AP3 program, which I help out with, we have a lot of study guides and the mentors that are there that help you prepare for the interview. So I feel that like most people come prepared. The issues are just, you know, getting standardized with jet plates and stuff like that. Right, right. And that's that's a, some good advice. How about Robert? How about you? What have you seen as challenges? Um, well, uh, as far as challenges go, I would agree with the uh, the jet charts. Just being familiar with uh, jet charts. Uh, that's usually something, and usually people can get through the briefs. But that jet Jepson just has a little different layout than the. Uh, than the uh, government charts, and so that that is a challenge, especially if you haven't seen them lately. Um, and uh, I would also say, just remember, uh, as far as uh, interviews um, go, and this is just in general advice, uh, you know, make sure you dress professionally uh, for an interview because that really sets a great tone um, with the interviewer. Um, that you know, you know, shows that you want that job. Um, that's been something that uh, you know we just want to reiterate uh for inter any interview that you do you know professionalism um you know make sure that uh you're just uh coming in with a very positive attitude uh positive attitude about who you are um you know and excitement uh you, and you're talking about asking questions too just to kind of piggyback over saying with questions uh we had a uh gentleman who was uh, asked a ton of questions the other day in the interview but we loved it because that showed it interest in the job and that showed that he really wanted to be here so um we really just love that you know love that kind of stuff just a general interest and in, and in wanting to work for express jet um but yeah uh, jet plates and uh that that would probably i'd say uh you know going off what joey says the, the same thing too just make sure uh if you get a chance review those jet plates because if you haven't seen them they will throw you a little bit for a loop if you're seeing them for the first time I think that's great advice because there's people like myself that I don't use jet plates in my personal flying and uh, in flying general aviation. And, uh, you know, when I moved on, it was like, oh, my gosh, what are these? And uh, so I'd, I'd really suggest people go out there, grab somebody that you know that's an airline pilot and has jets and say, hey, do you mind if I look at those? And, and uh, they're usually more than willing to help you out. There's so many people out there. And there's also some different courses you actually can take online that, that are done by Jefferson. They do a real bang-up job uh, there. Well, guys, you know, we're, we're coming to a close on the, on the show, but I really want to get a couple questions out before we, we finish up here. This has been some really awesome information. Number one, how does somebody prepare for coming to ExpressJet? We've been hired. We're ready to go. Uh, are there certain things that you see that are, uh, say, a challenge to people when they come in on their first day? What do they need to have prepared when they walk in the door? And, Robert, I'll, I'll let you take that for, for the first person. Sure. Uh, so um, coming in, uh, just make sure that if we ask you to bring any paperwork or any kind of verification to class that day, just make sure you have that paperwork because that will definitely make the process go a lot smoother because they'll pick it up from class and uh, HR will take it. Uh, and... Uh, just come well rested, uh, good attitude, ready to learn, um, and also, uh, and again, this is just more career-wide advice too. Uh, for but if you do, uh, if you have any kind of memory items or limitations that a uh, company has for you, uh, make sure you try to get as much of those memory items and limitations down because that's just going to make your training so much easier when you show up prepared with that stuff. That's some great advice. Uh, memory items and, and limitations, if you can show up at your train, I've been through many different training cycles at different airlines, and the one time that I really wasn't quite you know, ready for the memory items and, and uh, limitations, I really kind of struggled the first few days. It was a lot of sleepless nights just catching up on that. So make sure you get sleep, get that all done, be prepared. If they send you things in advance, study those things. Is that something that ExpressJet does? Do they, do they send you all those things in advance? Yes, we'll send you everything that you need for training. Um, we actually have uh, packets, information packets that go out, uh, and even for not only for your interview but for your training too. Uh, all that's all the things that you need to show up will be sent to you beforehand. So anything that's in there, just make sure you read the instructions, follow everything real well, and that should set you up uh, and have you on the right foot uh, from day one. 
Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's some great advice. Also, the other things, too, just make, like you said with the forms, make sure you show up and uh, you have all your licenses. Make sure they're current. Make sure your medical's current. If something has happened between the time that you were hired and the time you go actually to to work for the airline, make sure you disclose that. Uh, I've seen that in the past where people haven't disclosed it, and they've actually it's it's led to a termination, especially if it's something important, uh, like a substance abuse or something like that, or, or an arrest, et cetera. You, you better disclose that because they're going to find out, you know, because they're going to do another quick background check on you when you walk in the door. Uh, so that's that's really important. Well, guys, this is this has been really exciting. I know we're going to have to come to a close here, but before we close, um, I, I kind of want to go around the table here and. And and just go over, you know, why again you should choose ExpressJet as as an airline to come to. Just kind of summarize, and and of course, Courtney, I'd, I'd like to start with you. You know, why why would somebody choose ExpressJet over over the other regionals that are out there? Um, you know, it's really our culture and our people and our leadership really care about our people. And you can see that in our work rules, the benefits we offer, you know, everything we do is really for our team. And we really believe in that team atmosphere where it's not any one of us who makes our company a success. It's every single one of us working together. And we do a lot of, you know, I'm from the Corpcom side. So um, up until a few months ago, I was over all of our culture programs. And I can tell you that we do more than almost any other company in this country, not even airlines. We have recognition programs. We have peer-to-peer programs. We have a nonprofit that we run in-house to help our employees if something should come up. We have a scholarship in-house, you know, internal scholarship. We do all kinds of things. We have scoreboard rewards, which is sharing our performance bonuses. We have events to celebrate our employees. It's really a great place to um, start your career, to start working for an airline, and to, to grow your career here. We also offer a ton of opportunities for people to grow and become professionals and improve upon themselves and take leadership courses. We offer all of that for free um, internally. Any employee can sign up for leadership courses. Things like that, I just think, really set Express Jet apart. Well, awesome, and uh, you know that you got me sold. I, I think it's a it's a great place, and there are so many things you've just touched on. Some of them, it's not. It's amazing how many how many aspects of ExpressJet that that you can go towards and get involved with. If you're someone that likes to volunteer, there it's out there for you. There's there's a lot of things to do. So so Joey, why why would you suggest someone uh, come to ExpressJet Airlines? And you're the CRJ side of the house. That's correct. Yeah, I think it could be repetitive, but I always say it's a big company that can feel really small that people really do care about you here. The relationship building is huge. But uh, other than that, the training is by far better than any other regional carrier out there. And if you aspire to go to a major carrier, we're a good uh, springing board, launching board, if you will, for that. Or if you want to stay here, the sustainability uh, is also really well as uh, here as well. Um, so it's a great place. I've been here 10 years. I'm very happy with where we're at. And I feel it's a, you know, just a great for career development. Awesome. And, uh, and Robert, I'll, we'll finish with you. You know, what, why would someone choose ExpressJet and why, why should someone choose ExpressJet, I should say? Well, Carl, I completely agree with what uh, Courtney and Joey said. And uh, they brought up really good points, too. And I'll just, I guess, uh, close it with talking about just my personal experience here has been fantastic. I, I love this. I've loved this airline. Um, it's been an outstanding place to work. I've gotten to do so many, so many different things with ExpressJet uh, to uh, develop, uh, you know, to develop personally and to give back to to ExpressJet as well. Um, and uh, there are so many different opportunities that ExpressJet offers because we are such a large airline. If you want to, you know, do from flight standards to ground instructors or recruiting to um, you know, different uh, roles uh, working uh, in a union. Um, you know, you could, there's so many different avenues to pursue uh, besides just being a pilot, which just being a pilot is great. And like reiterating what they said, we have amazing people who work here, but it, there's just so many different things to pursue um, here that I would, I would highly recommend it to anyone who's interested in working for a regional. 
Well, I think there are some amazing people that expressed it. I was able, before this interview, to speak with some people, uh, Ryan and Goliath, that I had worked with in the past, and and quite a few other folks. And it, it's it really, I actually miss it. So hopefully you'll invite me to come visit someday. I would love to stop by again and, and say hi to everybody. Uh, I, you know, I kind of, I miss it there. And that's that's a testament to the airline. You know, here I am at a major, and I still miss it at the regional. It was so, such a good time. I mean, and, and the people were terrific. The destinations were great. Another thing we didn't really touch on is is their compensation is actually uh, fairly outstanding, and I uh, you can always look that up online. But you know, I really appreciate you all being here. Uh, before we do close, uh, one thing we usually do is uh, mention the scholarship of the week. So let me mention the scholarship of the week, but also tag on another one. This week's scholarship of the week is the AOPA Gina Centauri Flight Training Scholarship, and it's five thousand dollars. It's designed to encourage and support young people to pursue recreational aviation as well as professional aviation career. So if you think of going to ExpressJet, here's one of the scholarships you should look at. Also, we'll have, we just started putting internal scholarships on our scholarships guide, aerospacescholarships.com. And uh, one of the ones we're going to put in is uh, is the one over at ExpressJet. And, of course, Courtney said that she'll share that with us, and uh, we'll put that on our website so that you can look at it and say, hey, here's another reason that I might want to go work for ExpressJet. And if you work for ExpressJet and you're listening to this, uh, you know, you might want to look towards that, that scholarship that you may not have known is available. So make sure you do that. Also, you know, really, Courtney, Joey, and Robert, this has been really terrific. And I was wondering if if people have questions, you know, they they go to our website, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Would it be okay if I I forward some of those questions on to you folks? Absolutely. Great. And uh, and I know I know they'll get back to me. They've they've really really done a great job of helping people out. Uh, some. Some folks aren't aren't as approachable at certain other airlines. You guys have just have this incredible open door, and you've been real friendly to everybody that's come by. So, again, really, Courtney, thank you. Joey, thank you. Robert, thank you for being here on Aviation Careers Podcast. And, folks, if you're listening right now, I'd like to always end this podcast with you and challenging you to do one thing right now in your career to move forward. And you know what I think you should do right now? I want you to go to ExpressJet.com, look at their career offerings, look at the different things they have on their website. If you're not looking at ExpressJet, you're looking at any other airline, start there. Start researching the place you want to work. If you want to work for an air ambulance company, go look at their website. I challenge you to do that today. Do something today. Take one step. Move forward in your career right now. And when you do that, send us an email. Tell us what you guys did, what you did to go forward in your career. Well, folks, it's been Carl Valeri and I. I really appreciate the folks at ExpressJet for coming on this evening. I hope you've learned something. If you have any questions, again, aviationcareerspodcast.com. Send us some feedback, and we'll talk to you next episode. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.